All right, we're recording. What up, Paxson's in the cut? Is that how you say your name? Yeah, Paxson. All right, that's good. That's good. And uh, you just went to, when did you go to that Suicide Boys show? When was that? Shit, that was like uh, two weeks ago, some shit like that. I I was in the fucking pit, bro. That's like, that was crazy because I've never been to a, a massive concert before. Like, there was like, shit you not, like thousand people there people fucking lighting up joints in the crowd and shit like that and uh we were just going fucking hard like i'm not i'm not particularly a big dude i'm strong as fuck but i was i was in that bitch all night fucking long every mosh that formed around me i was hopping in that bitch fucking circle moshes that really made me want to make some mosh type music like uh some of my friends are in uh like into like trap rap or trap metal rap and uh some like screaming shit and like, like horrorcore yeah like it's just some underground type shit and that had me feeling it yeah i'm completely saturated in that scene i've been, i've interviewed a lot of people that have worked with like suicide boys and that like scene that they came up around and it's it's a really good scene if you like it like there's a certain niche that they have been able to be a part of that has been around since the 90s like the dark you know, type of music, you know, it's really dark and I love it. I just fucking love it. Um, who else was uh, performing with them on that show? Uh, there was shake. Well, uh, there was young gravy. Fuck. I can't remember, uh, some of the other names, but, uh, it was, it was G five, nine, that whole crew, the fucking shitty thing is check this out. So I'm on pre-trial release right now. Cause got some bullshit going on. I didn't even get to fucking see suicide boys. Oh God! Yeah, bro. I literally had to leave right before they came on. Young Gravy was the last performing act that I saw, but I still went hard as fuck before I had to dip. But oh, is like, it the timing? Is it like a a um legal like a curfew? Yeah, yeah, like a like a legal curfew. I have to be back on my pad at, at ten. Oh man, that's fucked. Oh yeah, you know, cause I was at the Puya show around like about like a less than a week ago. Yeah. And uh, it started off with like you know Lou, Killswitch, Josiah, and then was there. Josiah was there too. Oh, wait, you're sure? Uh, I know Killswitch was for sure. I'm pretty sure Josiah was there. That's dope. Yeah, it was pretty lit. Yeah, they, yeah, I fuck with them. I I've never heard them before. Then I've just heard of them, and that was the first time I got to hear their music was performing. I was a big Puya fan, but yeah, no, like there was like a good like 45 minutes of like nobody performing because Puyo was like getting ready and it was like probably around like nine or 11 and the show started at fucking six that's fucking crazy yeah see they they started like uh they started like playing some music like 20 minutes before it started it you know somebody hopped on the on the um they, they started at six but so they they hopped on at six but before that they were playing some juice world they were playing some peep I go crazy over Juice World. I literally keep this fucking this necklace around my uh, mm. says Juice World on it. Literally, that's my fucking that's like my model right there. R.I.P. the legend. Yeah, but uh, fuck with Pete too. Um, I like that like under like uh, emo shit. Like I got I got X hoodie. Um, like a bad vibes forever. Got Juice World V Loan. Um, those are the main artists that I fuck with and Suicide Boys. But um, yeah. They play the uh, Tracy song and Peep song, the uh, sitting in a club with love on my phone, she was on the Dina night. I think it was like a uh, Cobain. Maybe that's what it is. 
I don't know, but they played Witchblades at mine. Oh my and god, I wish they would have yeah. played that. That one. Everyone was fucking going crazy. They were like, the DJ was on that shit too, like even on the pre-show. So everybody was yelling, like, cocaine! Like, yeah. all night long. Yeah, that shit goes hard. That shit was fun. I watched that. Uh, the first time like I heard that song, I was watching the Peep documentary because I just... For some reason, I watched a Peep documentary and never listened to his music before, like I, like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah. And I just got into his music after watching like a random documentary. And then ever since then, I've been hooked. Like, have you seen that documentary? About I'm pretty Peep? sure I have, yeah. They made one about Juice World on that same channel too, and I watched the fuck out of that. So there's a documentary about Juice. What's this called? I'll just Google it. Oh, the new one that's coming out? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what that one is, but I'm planning on watching that. I mean, hype for the album that should be dropping in like four days and shit like that. Damn near three. Yeah. No, I'd say like Juice World's unreli. I mean, um, posthumous music is way better than Pop Smoke's posthumous music. I like the first Pop Smoke album, but ever since it's been downhill. Like after that, yeah. one. it's it's unfortunate because like once artists die, like uh, their management runs out of you know income from them. So then they'll all of a sudden start piecing shit together, trying to find as much fucking, you know, much money that they can drain from from a specific artist as they can. And, uh, you know, yeah. you see that with you see that with X, like uh, even his mom was on that shit. Um, people who are even affiliated with, you know, these dead artists try to come up because they knew someone or they're related to someone. And uh, that shit's fake as fuck. Yeah, like, it's a sad case for X, like, because, like, like, his dad kept it real, but, like, um, like, I know, like, I know his dad, I interviewed his dad, and he's, like, a real motherfucker, like, he just lives in Jamaica, he just got married and shit, like, 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 he's on his own and shit, but, like, the mom still lives in this town that he grew, that he grew up in, she's always, like, fucking, the mom just needs to, like, do something with her life, in my opinion, in my opinion, she's not really doing like, she's not really handling shit the way she should handle it. And I know motherfuckers that, like, knew him in high school that are, like, scrambling in their fucking Google Drives to find, like, acapellas and shit just to, like, get it on a song for a feature. And it's like, Jesus, man. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I even if I knew him, even if I, like, didn't know him, but, like, even though he, like, very impact me, like, I would still not want to do a song with him. Like, I don't fucking know him. Yeah, it's fucked up because, like, um, you know, I've even learned this from, like, you know, personal experience after I've, like, cut people off or some shit. But people really are just in it for their own benefit. Like, there's, like, I would have to argue that there's, like, no such thing, or at least it's a very, very rare thing that you're going to find where somebody's actually down for who you are, except, you know, rather than your potential or, uh, you know, some shit that you can do for them. Like, people just look for their own way to prosper and thrive. Yeah, like I gotta click them in, and we do like we we try and put out a tape every now every couple of months, like a group click tape, rap tape, and I'm always talking with them. I'm like, like the people that are going through it, shit. And some tapes, people members aren't able to be on it, and I'm not gonna fucking force them to be on some shit because they're going through shit. You know what I mean? Like that's not how you should. Like even though I'm the head of the shit, you know you can't force motherfuckers that are like just got like laid off and shit that gotta go to job interviews. You can't force them to like fucking throw you a 16 when they're like going to job interviews every day trying to pay rent you know what i mean for real bro yeah like uh 
not to get too fucking personal, but like, <clears throat> like I had like uh, this girlfriend, like who is, she's my ex now, but uh, she was living with me at this apartment way back when. And then fucking um, like, she would always like, like she would just like straight fucking mooch off of me. And then she would like, like fucking degrade me. Cause like, uh, that was whenever I was like serving packs and shit like that, she would like tell me that my products asked or that like, I need to like get a job. Cause I, for a while I was just living off of uh, straight trapping. And uh, I was like, damn, boo, like, I'm supposed to fucking love you. You're supposed to love me. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are you trying to, trying to take away, you know, who I am? Yeah. Like, be your own person. What are they? Like, yeah, no, you continue. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, like, same goes for fucking ex's mom. Like, who you know or a kid that you have isn't an opportunity. Like, you're bringing, like, you know, that's just another life. Like, you got to live your own shit. I was interviewing Sacramento legend Chewy. And he, he told me that only in America, people can get famous off of killing people. Not in other countries, because in America, you can find any way to exploit anything. Everything is exploitable in America. Even a dead young artist is the most exploitable thing. Because it's the youthful, it's the self-destructive image that is so exploitable. You, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. And uh, are you familiar with BOE Sosa? Who's that? Oh, well, okay. He's, um, I forget where he's from exactly, but he's from Cali. And uh, he's, he's a really good artist, really talented. But the song that he blew up on was First Day Out. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? And the clip in it is a news reporting saying like, oh, um, he robbed someone broad daylight for three pounds of marijuana. And like that kind of feeds in exactly to what you're saying. Like he blew up because he did some stupid fucking violent shit. And like, you know, no disrespect to him. Like he's a fucking very talented artist. You know, he bout that shit. But, you know, on the same front, like, like this crazy that, you know, you can blow up off of some real stupid shit. Like throwing yeah, your life yeah. away. Like, I don't think throwing your life away is cool. Like, um, you know, I would never fucking never snitch on myself like i would never fucking out for when i want to snitch on anybody but i want to snitch on myself and i wouldn't go do some stupid shit that can take away my freedom or take away my life just for a little bit of clout and you know it's worked successfully in a lot of cases like you know you even see you know huge artists like uzi that fucking diamond in his head yeah like, oh my that god was, that hurt that was, yeah dude and that was a straight risk like, imagine if, like, five dudes pulled up in a fucking minivan. Like, damn, that's a $10 million lick. Or imagine if that surgery went wrong. But that got him hella fucking clout. And, yeah. you know, he didn't even necessarily need it. But that's what it did. Well, it seems like in your music, you're not, like, really glamorizing any, like, quote-unquote activities you go into. Like, I mean, even in the name, it's, like, get it, like, the other circumstances, like, it's showing like what the fucking circumstances are. You're not like saying that it's like, oh my God, my life's like this. Yay. You're like, it's kind of somber in a way. Yeah. And like, that's kind of like the point because, you know, for one, I, like I grew up in Cali. Um, I only moved here a couple years ago, but, uh, you know, in both places, I've seen people do some, some real fucked up shit. And, uh, you know, honestly, like I've done some fucked up shit and that shit weighs on me. Like, you know, like for one, like trapping is not fucking cool. Like that's a, that's a, like a, 
something that you got to do. That's not something that you should want to do or, you know, having to cause violence upon another person. Like that's, that's not something that, you know, you should do. Like that should be avoided at all costs. Like I've, I've been in so many fucking fights, like, especially as an adolescent, like I was, I was pretty uh, troubled. And, you know, because of that, I would, you know, resort to, you know, being physical with fools. And, you know, I look back on that and I'm like, damn, like, I wish that I could have like resolved that better because inflicting pain upon another person, you know, that's doesn't even necessarily make you feel better. Like it, all it does is fucking make the entire situation worse. And, uh, you know, I try to spread that through my music. Like, you know, I'm not affiliated to, you know, any click A or fucking gang or anything like that. But I know some, you know, I got some close homies who are, and they've told me about the shit that weighs on their mind. And they tell me that they fucking can barely sleep at night because of the shit in their past. And I was, I'm like, you know, it, what goes around comes around. You're not going to be better off doing something bad. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of the way that I think about it. And like, you know, I kind of, I try to portray that. I, I portray that in a way that like tells a story about how like my emotions would fluctuate. Like, sure. I would feel like fucking great shit whenever I, you know, ended a day with one, two, three fucking however many thousands of dollars but on the same front i would be like damn is this what my life is really worth or is this you know the path that i want to take for true success and true like uh, mental peace like i don't weigh weigh success on the amount of money that someone has or you know the amount of views that they have like it's really all about your mental state if you can be happy with yourself and you can you know live in, in a positive environment then you're fucking succeeding are you in a positive environment now? No, I definitely wouldn't say so. Why is that? I just this whole court shit, they they got you stuck in a loop. Um, like they don't want to see you win, which is pretty fucking unfortunate. Like uh currently I'm, you know, facing a couple felonies and uh, you know, that weighs on me because my dad, he's been a felon and like my grandpa was like my father figure. And, you know, I've had some calls with him since then, you know, he's made some jokes like saying like, oh, like, you know, like father, like son, essentially. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be like that. Like the shit that I'm like a felon for, it's like or might be a felon for. It's not necessarily bad shit. It's like selling drugs and like I'm not selling pills like I don't fuck with pills. That's one thing. You know, I've met too many fucking opioid addicts and, you know. I, I pray for them, hope that they fucking find themselves and do better. You know, we've lost Juice, we've lost Peep, we've lost Mac. You know, so many fools have been lost to drugs. Um, but uh, regardless, my fucking bad. I go off on tangents. I got ADHD. <laughs> um, yeah. And also on that same front, like, um, you know, living that lifestyle of like trapping, it, it attracts fake people because when you have money, when you have something, 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 people want it. Like uh, there was this, there was this one fool and this one, he's a producer, like, you know, producer and, and artist, And, um, you know, they're, they're my close ass homies. I would go over their house every fucking day. I would, you know, text them all the time. Like we were, we were tight as fuck. Uh, but then like, once I started like, you know, trapping or whatever, like I just noticed a change in them. So then I confronted him about it and I was like, Hey, like, what the fuck is up with this? Like, it seems like, you know, for one, you never want to pitch. You never want to, you know, do anything other than fucking smoke my shit. You never want to do et cetera, et cetera. And his response was like his fucking rebuttal to that was, 
you're a drug dealer. Like, dude, that ain't <laughs> what the fuck doesn't matter what I'm doing. Why the fuck are you changing? Or, you know, some fools that I would call my friends, like uh, who only know me by my alias or only hit me up for shit. Like I've just had to cut them all off and it kind of fucking sucks. Like that's what I'm undergoing right now <clears throat> because uh, I'm slowly learning who's actually going to be there for you. Cause you know, I'm at a kind of a, you know, fucking low key shitty spot because fighting these charges, my mom just went back to Cali uh, right before Thanksgiving. So fucking holidays, I'm just chilling by myself. Um, and uh, mm. being sober really like runs your fucking mind. Like I haven't been sober in years, but all of a sudden, cause of this, you know, my piss gets tested and I'm not stupid enough to risk uh, going back to prison just for, you know, some ease of mind. And that's kind of helped me like see the world a bit clearer and uh, this world's fucked up. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now. But um, really it can only go up. You know, I have big dreams for my music. Uh, I got big dreams just for my future in general. And I really know that I have the talent to achieve it. And uh, I wanna be able to express myself, have an impact on other people and um you know try to give back for you know those i meet along the way that are really true and uh, some of those who have stuck by my side through this whole time like my producer like he's like one of my fucking best homies and that fool's down to earth you know i fuck with that fool heavy um my homie you know who be banging and shit like that like he's coming up with me no matter what you know he he's risking some fucking time too i, I tell him like doesn't matter how much time you fucking spend in that bitch. I'm picking you up once you get out of there. Or, you know, even my mom or even my grandpa, people like those that, you know, I truly trust, like, with all my heart. Who's this producer? What's his name? Uh, <clears throat> his name's Matt Helfer. He uh, went by AKA Astro Beats. So, like, uh, what songs do you have out are produced by him? And when did you start working um, with him? He, uh, Solo and Cold, my first two songs. And he uh, engineered these um, songs for um, Preach and, and Ghetto Circumstances. I, uh, I showed him your review, and then he was like, fuck yeah, I feel like I did a great job engineering that. But um, those beats were made by somebody named Vitomic. Uh, he's hella cool as fuck, too. He gave me like a, a deal on exclusive beats, and you know he says that he wants to work with me and you know expresses you know his liking to my music. So you know, fuck it. He's going to get some too. Mm, that's good. When was like the first time you ever like hopped in the studio to record anything? Well, like the official studio, like one with full fucking setup, isolation room, mixing table, MIDI keyboard, you know, all that shit was uh, only about two months ago at this point, but I've been making music, developing my shit for probably around three years now. And it started off on a fucking, like you got a snowball mic and, yeah. um, <laughs> and yeah. you know, just gaming headsets. And, you know, I would just go oh, blank type beats on YouTube. And then I would just sit there for, you know, anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour fucking writing out a song. And then, um, you know, I might record it. I might not, you know, I have hella fucking songs that I haven't recorded that are just chilling on my computer that I probably won't ever touch. But, um, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have like a juice world type thing where I have a shit ton of unreleased so that like my true fans 
would be able to kind of hear my wide range of expression that I have. But um, yeah, it originally just started as freestyling um, and then it kind of grew to a more of a passion for the lyrical aspect of it. You know, what's crazy though, is like, I found myself in this like, sort of like music and underground industry, whatever it is. And it's so like interesting to see like how like much shit has changed in terms of like what is power in a man or an artist or an individual and how you see like people fighting at the Bone Thugs and Harmony and Three Six Mafia show about it's essentially like 60 year old guys fighting over whose poetry is better. You know what I mean? Like, isn't it crazy that out of all the times in history, we are in a time where like poetry is is very much so is more it's valued more than it ever has been. Like, you ever consider that you're blessed to be in this like time frame, but at the same time not? But like, like what do you think of that? In like that aspect, like you know, of course, there's a lot of like fucking toxic ass things that follow our generation. Like I feel like most of social media is just toxic as fuck, little five second dopamine hits. But um, when it comes to, you know, music and poetry, like, you know, I am really blessed to be able to be a part of that. Like um, listening to Juice World or listening to X or fucking Betrayed by Lil Xan or uh, Eminem, that's who I grew up on. You know, all these people are able to express emotion and you're not even talking to them. All you are doing is is listening to them, listening to the emotions that they convey through a digital platform. And you know, it, I feel like it really has saved a shit ton of people because not only do you get to hear that you're not alone in this world, you get to learn from other people's experiences. There's a wide array of um, culture that you can learn from. Like, I don't understand how the fuck people are still so close-minded when you can listen to another person or see another person and learn about their culture so easily. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect that shit. And um, I think that they're, you know, music is completely subjective. What sounds good to one person may not sound good to another. Like if somebody who exclusively listens to fucking EDM or country or some shit were to be listening to you know, like my favorite artists like Polo G or fucking anyone like that, then they'd be like, oh, this shit's whack. But I listen to their shit and I'm like, oh, that shit's whack. But it all comes from like what life you live, what path you choose and all that shit. Like we try to identify people that are similar to us in the music that we listen to. And uh, it's just, it's really great to know that you're not alone. So I think fighting about who has better fucking poetry or what sounds better is is kind of stupid, but at the same point, I understand it because um, people are people are fairly ignorant and naive to um, be able to understand another person's perspective. And uh, yeah, 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 like back on like on the perspective thing, like I really like rap music because I grew up listening to like a bunch of different type of sounding music, and I happened to get into it around the day and age that all of what I grew up listening to became fused with rap music you know like rock music and like electronic music like if like i grew up listening to like a bunch of like like dubstep and like old trap shit so then to see like you know drain gang and like all the hyper pop shit fuse like electronic music like there like there's something in rap for everyone you know what i mean like there's country rap 
You know what I mean? That's what's so fun about rap. Like, like what sh- obscure shub genre of rap are you fascinated with? Um, well, you know, got to go back to my roots. I really love Cali rap. Um, I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of stupid when it comes to the exact different genres. I just listen to whatever the fuck I like. Spotify says that I fuck with uh, Cali rap the most because you know I do love hearing about you know, some West Coast shit, like, um, you know, my mom would bump E-40 and, yeah. and Mr. Mr. F-A-B, you know, slapping in the trunk, knocking in the trunk, you know, that type of shit, you know, whenever we was in the car. Um, and like, I took a particular liking to that because, you know, I feel like it's a lot of like, that's good feeling vibes. Like, you know, when you, when you're bathed in the fucking sun and when you're next to the beach, like, you know, I'm not going to say how can your life be bad, but, you know, there's definitely worse fucking spot. At least you're not trapped in fucking Ohio or Alaska where it's snowing all the time. But, um, you know, I also, you know, appreciate like um, like drill type music, you know, where they talk about fucking shooting people and selling drugs and shit like that, because, you know, those are like some some things that I've grown up to be around and uh, also whenever it comes to like emo rap, because, um, you know, I fucking, you know, never had a dad and, you know, addiction runs in my family and I fucking need drugs to feel happy, which is fucking mad depressing. But, you know, there's a there's a reality to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm a blunt ass person. I don't lie. Um, so, like, I think I think those three things like convey very different points of emotion for me whenever I'm listening to Cali rap, you know, I'm like, all right you know, we're fucking with it. You know, life is, life is, life can be all right. Whenever I'm listening to drill shit, that's whenever I'm, you know, in that kind of almost toxic mindset, but you know, it's, it's all right to have bad mindsets because you got to have the good and the bad. And then whenever I'm like listening to emo rap, I'm like, oh shit, like, you know, (laughs) you know, down in my feels or even alternatively, I can listen to emo rap and become happy because I'm like, well, fuck, you know, why am I bitching over my problems whenever other people obviously are fucking going through the worst of it? Yeah, that's why like I could never I could never shit on someone for like listening to too much sad music and shit like that. Like, I, I hate the people that are like, oh, you shouldn't be listening to all that sad music or like doing stuff that makes you sad. But it's like there I think whoever created this world, they've made substances that, you know, imitate neurotransmitters for a reason because they want people to like get the fuck away from like reality because reality is like any point in history someone in reality has tried to like take control or take advantage of someone it doesn't matter what fucking time period you live in it's gonna happen somebody's gonna fuck you over so i think it's like you can't get mad at someone for like fucking listening to all that sad shit like what's the first type of sad music like that you really started fucking with like what's the first couple of sad songs or artists that you started fucking with at a young age so um exclusively whenever i was young for some fucking reason i would only i mean you know the great artists but i would exclusively listen to eminem k-dot j cole and uh then then like a little later into my childhood i would listen to hobson so like you know, there's some sad songs by, uh, you know, Eminem or, you know, J. Cole or whatever like that. But I'd say one of the first songs that I listened to um, that was like sad that I really fell in love with was like 
Nocturnal Rainbows by Hobson. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily like too much of a sad one. It's, it's very introspective. So, mm, you know, yeah. it talks about, uh, you know, whether, you know, whether there's a God, you know, pe- people being fake. And he does it in such an articulate and intelligent way. But then after that, I would have to say, um, for without a doubt, it was XXX Tentacion's just entire 17 album. Because uh, one of the like, best well, rap ha- albums. Oh, yeah. One fucking legendary. See, I had a very negative perspective of modern hip hop until I listened to that album. Yeah, same. I would I would listen to like, you know, I like Travis Scott now, but I would listen to Travis Scott back then. You know, Goosebumps was the first song that I heard by him. And I'd be like, okay, well, this shit's kind of whack. You know, like I'm not really fucking with it. Not my vibe, but it was like, you know, blowing up. But, you know, I kind of stayed away from that. But then I listened to that album and then I was like, okay, there might be something here. So then I started listening a bit to Lil Xan and uh, I really liked the song Betrayed. Um, and I, I was really fun with that and I explored him some more. And then where it all fucking hit off, uh, Lyrical Lemonade's um, Cole Bennett, I, I'm sure you know him by both aliases, but the music video for All Girls Are The Same by Juice World dropped. Mm. And, um, that kind of like led me into a deep dive for uh, the appreciation of modern hip hop. And uh, I fell in love with him. I listened to that entire album. And then I was like, I was like fucking liking a bunch of shit by, from Juice World on, on his page. And then I saw that there was unreleased music. I was like, hold the fuck up. So then I started exploring all of that shit. And, um, you know, that was whenever I was still, uh, you know, like living with my mom and, you know, still like, uh, you know, young, but that music really spoke to me because I don't know, I was just fucking, I've I've battled with depression all my life. So like, you know, hearing someone talk about that so openly was like kind of nice. Cole Bennett has the similar effect that No Jumper and Adam 22 had for podcasting, but for music videos, because Every not everybody, but in a lot of small rap communities around the country, ever since Cole did his thing, there was always a guy who did shot like cheap music videos for his community, like the way he put on for the the um, Chicago and the Midwestern area. A lot of people do that in small bits, you know, in certain areas. And would you agree that like Cole Bennett was hugely impactful? for music video directors? I definitely think so. Like I've seen, uh, you know, a couple, you know, quite a few, you know, artists who uh, are like, you know, artists meaning in this sense, the video director, fucking editors um, kind of do the same effects with like, you know, the, the sharp, vibrant glow lines that surround certain objects and yeah. like the smooth ass transitions and like uh just the the mass animation that goes into it like i I definitely see a lot of similarities between between that but i mean when somebody comes in the game has their own unique style and you know blows the fuck up without a doubt there's going to be people who appreciate that and you know who are going to reflect on that in their own art i wouldn't even say like copy it like i feel like copying is a disrespectful term just because somebody did it first doesn't mean that 
it's exclusively their right to have a, a style like that. You know, people take inspiration and uh, mimicry is the best form of flattery. So, yeah, like if I use a similar sounding synth like in one song and then like somebody uses a similar sounding synth like like I can't help that like we use the same software, you know what I mean? Or I listen or the BPM is the same like it's easy to like accidentally copy shit and I feel like a lot of people like everybody tries to be soldier boy, everybody tries to be the first and that's like counterproductive. You know? Yeah. It's very counterproductive to have that fucking mentality and shit like that. But um so you know Mundy, right? Yeah, yeah. How'd you ever meet Talk with Mundy at all? Um, so it was on like uh my old account. Um I got fucking um what uh but he he emailed me on uh Pax and the Goat at Gmail and uh he was essentially was like, Yo, like I'm fucking with your your music and uh, you know, I'm trying to like low key help you get put on. Like, I'm not trying to sign you or nothing like that. I just want to, like, teach you some some marketing, you know, uh, like uh, some things that will help you market your music. So then I was like, okay, fuck, you know. I immediately, like, that was after my first or second song dropped and I was hyped. I was like, damn, this shit finna be a breeze. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely not because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist, I'm a lyricist, and it's a lot harder to market than a lot of people would think, you know. Um and, you know, he's kind of like helped me there. He like wrote uh, something on the medium for me. And then I was like, yo, like, do you have any like podcasters or some shit that uh, you're you're tight with that I can, you know, help get put on with? Because uh, trying to like expand my name, trying to trying to definitely get it bigger. Because right I feel like once I have traction, not only will that inspire me more, because then I'll be seeing direct results from my music, but um it'll also lead to more quality content because uh, in that sense, I'll be like, okay, like this is a true career that is actively developing. Like, you know, I have faith that it will eventually become a career, but there's nothing to necessarily replicate or like, you know, to Guarantee. show that. Faith. Yeah. Know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and once I see a reaction out of my, my actions, then I think that would definitely help my state of mind and my music develop overall. What's well, like one thing that you want to like achieve like in your life that people would either not expect that you want or just something that you like really want to achieve either with music or without music in your life? I definitely want to, it's kind of a, it, it all revolves around helping people. Like, um, I would love to be able to be rich enough that I can like supply people a free education. Um, or I would love to be able to, you know, help like in a one-on-one -on -one connection, not just like give, give money or anything like that, uh, to like homeless people, because I feel like a lot of like homeless people, like they have their own issues and sure, like money is low key the root of a lot of fucking issues whether you have too much and you start you know drowning in that wealth or you have too little and you drown in your own fucking poverty um like there's 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 a lot of things that can be remedied by that but i also feel at the same point um being able to try and change people's mindsets 
is a, a grave importance and that's kind of like with going back to with my music how there's like somber aspects to it like if i can you know influence these kids you know i'm 19 years old i there's a lot of fucking fools out there who are trapping at 14 15 years old and you know i look at that like you know owning straps fucking shooting people i'm like dog like that's not a way to live like yeah i don't know i just i really want i've always wanted to try and inspire people in a positive manner and i feel like a lot of the music in the modern age is inspiring people to do more negative shit you know i agree violence you know equals clout in a sense yeah and you know that's not good like i would love to be able to transform the entire fucking the world i don't know i originally what I've, what I wanted from a from an early ass age, you know, I've always wanted to be an influencer of some kind, you know, but for a while my dream was to become the fucking president, and like that's a that's a huge ass dream. I don't I don't really have that anymore because yeah, you know, I feel like I could be a lot better without the restrictions of having to deal with fucking politics and shit like that. But I feel like if I were to become president, like I could speak to people on a mass scale and influence them for their like own decisions for their own thinking but on the same point like i feel like i have a lot better common sense and ability to perceive people than others so um yeah i don't know there's 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 a lot of things that i can't change but really the the root of all things is that i uh, i would love to be able to impact a grand like a like a massive fucking you know, group of people. And, you know, if I can truly change the lives of a select few, you know, that's great too. Like my mission's accomplished. All right, man. Well, this is a good podcast and I feel like your fans or supporters will really get to understand what you're about, man. And link in the description to your music and, uh, thanks for coming on the show, bro. I'm gonna FaceTime you after this, bro, but peace out, bro. This is fucking good. I fuck with you, bro. I'm going to get you back on, bro, for real. I'm going to get you back on the show. I'm down as fuck. I was talking a shit ton, but, uh, yeah, I feel like this uh, has some fucking deep-ass shit in it, too. Right on, man. Peace out. Peace, dog. Link in the description to your music, and bye. Yes, sir. Peace.